I definitely want readers to believe in the unseen, in the impossible, that the, the impossible is possible because we obviously, we can't see God, but we know he's there and we believe that he's there. And that's kind of the journey that Alice and her team go through in searching for the real wonderland. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning multi-published author who started this podcast because I love to talk about writing and learn about writing and talk with authors who have made it in the business and they are best-selling and award-winning. And I get so much encouragement and inspiration from listening to them talk about their journeys. And that's why I started this podcast so that you could hear from them as well. So welcome. And if you like what you hear, please consider following me and head on over to my website at artbyruth.com to sign up for my newsletter because there's some big giveaways coming in October and, and November. In October, I'm going to be giving away my Seekim prayer journal with a whole bunch of goodies attached to that. I'll be giving away Sarah Ella's books uh, and the Wonderland Trials and the Looking Glass Illusion and so much more. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter to be part of that giveaway. And to learn more about my upcoming projects, like in November, I have a new children's coloring book about dragons and fairies and castles and fairy homes and, and so many fun things for your kids to color and draw. And I've got book events coming up at Barnes & Noble and Christmas events and such. So to keep up with me and what's going on in my neck of the woods, be sure and sign up for the newsletter. And I want to say thank you to you for your support. And that's why I give book. And that's why I give away books from best-selling authors because it's my way of showing my appreciation. Sarah Ella once dreamed that she would marry a prince and live in a castle. And look at where she's at now. She is an award-winning best-selling author of so many incredible books for the YA readers. Unblemished Trilogy and Coral, which was a reimagining of The Little Mermaid. And now with Enclave Publishing, she has the award-winning book, The Wonderland Trials. And now she has The Looking Glass Illusion that we're going to talk about today. I'm honored to call her a friend and so glad she was able to make it. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to Sarah Ella talk about her new book. Hi everyone. I am honored to have my dear friend and the best-selling award-winning author Sarah Ella with me today. Welcome back, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, Ruth. It's lovely to be here. Of course. And I think this is like our what, third podcast interview. <laughs> I've lost count by now. <laughs> I know. And it's always a treat to have you on because you're so knowledgeable, creative. And I just wanted to congratulate you for your award at Realm Makers this year. Oh, thank you so much. It was such an honor to even be nominated. I love the community. Realm Makers is a great place to be. 
Mm, it is. And I'm hoping to be there next year uh, to meet folks and to learn some interesting things, but also to see you pick up an award, I'm sure, for this book that we're going to talk about today. And uh, so, but first, why don't you catch my listeners up about what you've been up to this summer? Well, the summer has been quite a whirlwind. I just launched the Looking Glass Illusion, which released September 19th. So the summer was kind of preparing for that. Lots of traveling. Of course, there was the Realm Makers Fantasy Writers Conference in July. And just trying to spend some time with my family, getting ready for the new homeschool season, and maybe catch up on some reading for a little bit. Oh, nice. What are you reading right now? I'm currently reading Suspended in the Stars by E.A. Hendricks, which is a sci-fi type story, uh, romance, uh, and uh, it releases in November, I believe. Very cool. Sounds interesting. Well, that's great. Yeah, you were getting so much stuff ready for the release of this amazing book. And so why don't we start talking about The Looking Glass Illusion Book 2 in the Curious Reality series? Absolutely. The Looking Glass Illusion is the sequel and conclusion uh, to the Wonderland Trials. So in the Wonderland Trials, for those who aren't familiar, it is a story about a girl named Alice who lives in Oxford, England, and she finds out that she is invited to the annual Wonderland Trials, but she has to find her wonder way into Wonderland first. Uh, it's all about found family, finding out where you belong. Some people have compared it to The Hunger Games or Ready Player One. It's about, mm-hmm. got both kinds of vibes in there from both stories. The Looking Glass Illusion continues Alice's journey in the Wonderland Trials, where she has to go into the Heart Trial to find the real ruler of the real Wonderland. Mm. What were some of the challenges you faced when writing this book? The Looking Glass Illusion was a challenge that I didn't expect. I had written a trilogy before. I'd also written a standalone. So I thought writing a two book series, a duology would be a nice, happy medium somewhere (laughs) in the middle of that. But when you're a discovery writer like I am and you don't know how the story ends, it can be quite a challenge to try to carry out readers' expectations after they've mm-hmm. read the first book. And I had several readers ask me, do you, you know, what happens? How does it end? And I actually didn't know how to answer that. Even if I was giving out spoilers, <laughs> I did <laughs> not know how to answer that question. And so that was a huge challenge for me was just uh, trusting in the Lord and trying to find what the ending really was because I had no idea until I got there. Wow. Was that a first for you? Do you plot out your books or are you right by the seat of your pants? I'm a little bit of both. I definitely Mm -hmm. love to follow the Save the Cat beats. Uh, I sometimes know the ending and it's just figuring out how to get there. But for the Looking Glass Illusion, uh, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what the heart Mm -hmm. trial was. I didn't know what the ending was. I'm generally a discovery writer who takes lots and lots of notes along Mm -hmm. the way. And so I think for me, the looking glass illusion was really just figuring out where Alice and her team were supposed to go. And this one follows Cheshire. What were some of the challenges that he faced in this story? 
It was definitely a challenge getting into his head. I love getting into the male point of view because it's so different from the female point of view. And (laughs) it feels a little more fun because I'm having to get outside of my comfort zone. For Chess, I think it was figuring out what his greatest fears were because in the Wonderland trials, he's so confident and seems like he has everything together. So to explore kind of a deeper hidden part of him, I think in the looking glass illusion, which was what was most challenging with his character. Hmm. Did you get help from your publisher, from the editor when you were kind of stuck in certain areas? Oh, absolutely. I have an amazing editorial team behind me who listens to the concerns I have. And so I was able actually to get on the phone with my editor and she helped me with him a lot. She really, really dug in. And then even my line editor and my copy editor and my proofreaders helped me with some of the more detailed areas that I was concerned with uh, regarding the book. Sounds like an amazing team you have there at Enclave. That's amazing. And do you find that it's kind of humbling, though, to reach out? I mean, to say, hey, I'm here's this, I'm this best-selling award-winning author, and here, I need help with my story. (laughs) Do you find that sometimes you have to swallow maybe some pride or a little bit of ego tucked away to say, hey, I'm stuck, and I need some help? I think it was definitely more of a challenge earlier in my career because I didn't realize that that was normal. (laughs) And now I've learned that there's no shame in asking for help. I think it's definitely can be a challenge to do so and admit where I'm lacking, especially if I'm really close to deadline and the story is just not where I want it to be. So I think that's really a struggle to admit, hey, this story is a mess. I do not know how to fix it. And so here you go. This is my not my best writing. So I definitely think it can be a challenge to reach out and ask for help. But over the years, I've just learned to just, <laughs> just let it be what it is. Because in the end, you cannot do it without your team alongside you. That's so true. And listeners, you know, for those of you who are writing, getting started on this writing journey, it does require that you humble yourself. You have to understand, and Sarah and I, we've talked about this before, that it's not just one person, but you do have so many people, a community out there that you can touch into and ask for that help. Your first draft isn't going to be great. Just realize that when you let it go. And uh, I find, like you were saying, the more books that you write, you do become, it becomes easier to say, hey, help me with this. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Exactly. And I do think it's the Lord's way of keeping me humble Mm -hmm. uh, by not letting me know what the ending is, because then I know that it all comes from him. That's wonderful. And you can give him all the glory. That's amazing. Now, what are some things you want readers to learn or come away with after reading this two book series? I definitely want readers to believe in the unseen, in the impossible, that the the impossible is possible because we obviously we can't see God, but we know he's there and we believe that he's there. And that's kind of the journey that Alice and her team go through in searching for the real Wonderland and the Ivory King. I don't want to give any spoilers, <laughs> but uh, that's definitely a theme I explored as well as just the theme of found family and finding others to surround yourself with who can have your back, whether they're blood related or or not. And then of course, overcoming fear is a big 
big theme, especially in the looking glass illusion. And really like what you're saying about us as writers needing to rely on our editors and our beta readers and Mm -hmm. even our bookish besties to help us along the writing journey. I think in the same way, um, Alice has to, you know, learn to rely on others and trust in others uh, to get her to where she needs to go. Those are important themes, I think, in your YA writing. That's wonderful. That's something that uh, youth need to know about today. That's great. You are not alone, and the impossible is possible with God. That's great. Now, I've been looking at some authors who are on Instagram reading your story, uh, Looking Glass Illusion, and offering partial reviews because they're not quite finished with the book yet. And it seems the overwhelming news that I see is uh, people are so impressed with your world building. What are some of the world building resources that you use when you're writing these types of stories? Uh, I use so many different things, you know, when it comes to researching a place like Oxford, England, which actually exists or London, England, like I had to do for the first book, that's a lot of time on Google Maps, Mm. watching YouTube videos, even maybe interviewing people who have been there or visited or lived there because I've never visited when it comes to kind of taking that and flipping it on it, flipping it on its head in a world like wonderland or the heart trial or the looking glass illusion, it definitely becomes kind of a puzzle almost of piecing the things together of figuring out how things work in my world. What am I drawing from the original versions of Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass? And how do I make them my own for the looking glass illusion? It is all based on the game of chess. And so it was taking the different pieces in chess and the moves that those pieces can make and figuring out how would that work for actual humans in a sort of virtual reality type game. And I drew a lot of inspiration from other books that are surrounded by games like The Hunger Games or Ready Player One or War Cross. Even Caraval by Stephanie Garber was really influential in building this world. And I love to look at just pictures on Instagram or on Pinterest and really building that out with all the five senses. Something that was told to me early on in my career was make sure that you're using all five senses in your scenes. And so that becomes sort of a checklist to make sure that I am exploring all five senses to deepen the point of view of my characters as they introduce us to the world through their eyes. Mm, That's brilliant. Well done. Well, all the reviews I've been reading folks are saying that you do a brilliant job at that. And I I must admit too, there are times when I get stuck and I think I'm going to pick up one of Sarah Ellis books to get some ideas on world building. So yeah, you are one of those go-to people, go-to authors. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really sometimes struggle with descriptions. So to hear you say that, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, This is what people want to know. What are you working on next? I have a four book contract with Enclave Publishing for a series of four books set in the same world, but each book is going to follow a different protagonist. The first book releases from Enclave in 2025. We don't have an exact release date yet. And I can't say much about it except for that each book is a 
Favorite fairy tale meets a favorite story from classic literature. Wow. And so they're very much inspired by the mashup. I don't want to call them retellings per se, but I'm drawing inspiration from, from fairy tales and classic stories. And I'm really, really excited about the magic system for these books. Nice. And promise us Kirk DuPont's will do the covers for you. <laughs> I I make no promises, but he's absolutely a brilliant cover artist for Isn't sure. He? But wow. Enclave has several co- cover artists that that's true. really just a, do an amazing job. EA Hendrix is another one of uh, yes. our cover artists and I just love her covers too. So I'm sure whoever I end up with is going to do a brilliant job. And award-winning uh, cover designers too that I just, yes. I, I admire so much. So yes. Well done. Well, we can definitely look forward to that series. It sounds fascinating. What was the inspiration behind that? Not just sticking with the classics, but also blending them with the fairy tales. Well, I had pitched a certain fairy tale retelling to uh, my agent and publisher, Steve Lobby, who um, is both like our editor in chief sort of person at Enclave, but he is also my literary agent. And I have pitched him a certain fairy tale that I wanted to retell several times, and he did not like any of them. (laughs) And so... I thought, well, I really want to do something with this story. And so then I thought, well, let's explore classic literature. He doesn't like this fairy tale. Let's explore retelling something from classic literature. And so I pitched something to him from that. And he said, okay, but it's too on the nose. So how are you going to change it and make it your own? And that's when I decided to take that fairy tale that he had already rejected a couple retellings of and mash it up with that story from classic literature that he said, you know, was basically just the same book, but reincarnate and mashed them together. And I said, okay, here, how about this? <laughs> and uh, he he called it good and offered me a contract. And so that's kind of how those two stories just kind of blended together was me desperately trying to come up with something different and new that I still was excited to write, but that my agent and publisher would think was, I guess, uh, worth uh, publishing yeah, uh, something well- new and different. I trust him because their standards are high there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every Enclave author that I've interviewed, their stories are so unique. So if he's saying it's good to go, then trust me, it's going to be brilliant. So yeah, you can definitely rely on him. (laughs) I'm I'm always blown away whenever I talk with an Enclave author and and I'm like, hey, what's your story about? And they start telling me. The first thing I asked him is, where on earth did you get this idea? Because it is so original. So, yeah, he's very good at asking those questions, having you Mm -hmm. go deeper. And so, yeah, that makes me even more excited to read this next uh, series. And it's not going to be a series, though. They're each going to be standalones. They just share the same universe. They're kind of companion novels. So if you're familiar with like um, the books of Bayern by Shannon Hill, for example, they kind of intertwine with each other, let's say. Now about publishing, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have, especially new authors, uh, that people have about publishing and writing in general? There are definitely so many misconceptions, (laughs) but I'm going to tell you the one that I've come across more recently because it's come up as a question I'm 
a mentor. I mean, I, I mentor young authors, and this is a question that has come up a lot. And it's really to do with the work that you're still expected to do as a traditionally published author, because we know, and you know, that indie authors do so much work. There is so much work and decision-making and things that go into independently publishing your story the right way from hiring your own editor to deciding on a cover designer. There are so many bits and pieces that go into that. But I think the misconception that I keep coming across is that young new authors think that if you are traditionally published, that means you just get to sit back and kick your feet up and not do anything. And that's absolutely the opposite of my experience, uh, both having been with a larger publisher, Thomas Nelson, HarperCollins, and now with a mid-sized publisher with Enclave Publishing. There is a lot that my team does for me, but there's so much work involved that I have to do with marketing and working with my street team and the editorial side of things and filling out a 15 page document about marketing there. Mm. I, the list goes on and on. So for those who are interested in becoming traditionally published, just know going into the, to it that you still are going to have a lot of work to do. You're going to have to get into those bookstores, talk to those booksellers. You're going to have to put together your own street team. You may have to plan your own cover reveal. Just be prepared that you're not going to be sitting back and and eating a chocolate bar while your publisher does all the work. <laughs> wow. Is that true? Oh, wow. Yes. And just as I've been following you and I see how busy you've been. Uh, doing your own publicity, your own marketing. It's so true. So I I do know a lot of new authors and they've been contacting me, you know, hey, I'm with this publisher, but how do I do a book launch? How do I do a launch party? What are some ideas? And I'm thinking, wow, you know, see, they went into it, not really fully understanding that they were going to have to put all this together. So Mm -hmm. yeah, those are words. Thank you so much for reminding us that uh, yeah it's fun it's exciting you sign that contract it's you know life-changing but most authors I speak to say that's when the real work begins (laughs) yep exactly well thank you Sarah for joining me today on my podcast to talk about the looking glass illusion I wish you the best of success on this release Um, it's already getting amazing reviews And uh, folks, if you want to contact, be in contact with Sarah to connect with her and maybe sign up for her newsletter, can they do so at your website? Absolutely. You can visit my website and sign up for my newsletter there, or you can go to the link in my Instagram bio and there's a newsletter sign up form there as well. Fantastic. And that way you'll be up to speed on her new projects coming out and what's going on on in her life and with her books and everything. So definitely go sign up for her newsletter today. And thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me today. Wasn't that fun listening to Sarah talk about her new book, The Looking Glass Illusion, how she wrote the story, all the preparation that she has to do and the challenges that she overcame. I know it inspires me to keep going on this writing journey. And she gave us some great advice about uh, misconceptions that come alongside the publishing business. So just know that there's some work involved, but you know what? Hard work is worth it. 
When you're holding your book in your hand, it is an incredible feeling and you want to work hard to get that book out there into the world because you probably have an amazing story and an amazing message you want to give to your readers. So keep going forward on this writing journey, one step at a time. And until next time, God bless.